podcast do we do the opening of? What, does yours do anything special? Um, it tries to. It might not succeed at doing special things, but My, it tries to do special things. Mine usually has a cover song that relates somehow to the episode, you know? But I didn't do it last time. Um, I'm not going to do it this time, probably. Okay. Because I don't know what we're going to talk about. That's quite all right. Yeah. Maybe we could do an acapella or something. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it's just about embracing the mystery and not having to be in control. That's hard for me to do with this. Is it? What's your Is sign? <laughs> Libra. Mm. I uh, I probably do way too detailed notes. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm like, the exact opposite of you. <laughs> I am like just flow state everything. Things that shouldn't be flow state. Yeah. I do. And I freak out like I'm going to go and just double check that we're rolling right now. Mm -hmm. That's something I should do because I've lost. I had this great astrologer girl, Raquel Reyes, on my last episode. And after I sent it to my producer, he's like, it sounds like you're underwater and it's like really quiet. And I was like, fuck, <laughs> demons in the machine again. Um, I wanted to ask, when did you start freestyling? I started freestyling right after I <clears throat> first had like, I was in like an abusive narcissist relationship that ended in 2011. And so after that, like people who have been through trauma, they need to tell their story over and over again. And like, I had just been with this guy who like, I spent days like in silence, you know, and so I had all this like pent up talking I needed to do and I was on amphetamines, so that didn't help either. So I just, I was talking to myself constantly and I was like, wait a second, I sound crazy. So I was like, if I sing or rap, I won't sound insane. So, so this was that. like a stream of consciousness in mm -hmm. your mind? But then you started rhyming the words together. Yeah, well, it wasn't in my mind because I was I was saying it out, saying loud. out loud. Yeah, and but I, like these thoughts were like kind of pent up that you needed to get out. Yeah, yeah. Or I would just be like talking to myself like through whatever I was doing, like making my room a crazy crafting hoarder's you know craft nest, and I would be like talking about what I'm doing and and I'd make it rhyme, and I've figured, like, that won't be insane. No one will think I'm crazy if I'm rhyming, despite the fact that I'm wearing a tutu with a tool belt over it as <laughs> my going outside clothes. Um, you're actually really good at it, though. Thanks. Yeah, I ended up getting quite good at it. Like, uh, Was that natural, or is that something you had to really practice? I think the real practice was getting into that flow state where you're just like an open channel to the creative energies that are flowing through you. And so like it involved a detachment. I was pretty dissociated, so that helped. And it, like a detachment and a, a abstaining from judging myself because that's what keeps all those creative energies out. But when you're just open, it just comes right through you. I've made some of the most astonishing songs. Like uh, Joe Cardamone, we went into his studio for a couple days. My band PNP, that's uh, a freestyle, call it free jizz band. <laughs> and we did a 51 minute long freestyle improvised musical called AIDS Vampire. <laughs> and it, it basically went through the last seven years of my life and just like, 
worked out all this stuff into song and I was like this is the best thing I've ever done and then Joe like deleted the hard drive <laughs> I think so a bunch of it's lost but I uh, accidentally uh, maybe I don't know <laughs> he <laughs> okay. just can't find it now today I mean understandably it would have been taking up a lot of disc space 51 minutes straight of, of no breaks um but people find that challenging to do for two minutes yeah. or a minute and you're saying you're not really focusing on what it is you're saying you're just kind of letting it channel through you yeah which takes a lot of courage especially if you do that in front of people right i would imagine for some reason i had almost no self-awareness like i too a damaging to my self um and my reputation degree at that time and I was just so I had been so terrorized by like you know covert narcissistic abuse and uh and just like I was a broken person like my I lost my mind literally and I'm so glad that I did and I'm so grateful to that person who I was with because they gave me this like completely new mindset like I was able to be reborn as basically whoever I wanted to be. And I called myself Shadow Annie, my, my uh, PNP persona. And I didn't find out till later like about Carl Jung and like shadow aspects and stuff. But Shadow Annie would come out when I was like sleep deprived and kind of really thinning the veil. And she would just like be able to do all these amazing things that I could never do normally can you explain to anyone who's including myself what a shadow person is um well a shadow person is like a demon but in this in the carl jung aspect shadow is like the parts of us that we deny okay. so your shadow aspects would be anything positive or negative that is in you that you're not aware of so like like suppressed emotions and feelings more like suppressed aspects of your being like part of me that I denied was this like completely capable person that was like good at everything I thought of myself as being kind of cursed and couldn't really do anything and that wasn't the case like I came to realize like I can pretty much do anything I just never tried because I was never good at anything right away but no but no one really is right like right away it mm, takes practice. most people, people aren't yeah but um, so when you're in this mindset, you feel like you could basically do anything mm -hmm. and it's, it's sort of like the end. It's like being free. The opposite of, of how you're feeling when you're not, is it, is it like another personality? Sort of, I guess it's, yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, it could be another personality. Definitely. I think most times when people have a pseudonym or like a alter ego, yeah. I'm of the, the the belief that, you know, that could be a demon or it could have been possessed by an angel. It's hard to say, but it was definitely just like a part of myself that I was disconnected from mm. in everyday waking life. But now at this point, you know, eight years later, I exist in that flow state at all times. And I've kind of integrated Shadow Annie into my waking everyday life but it took so much trauma and like I used to be a really huge people pleaser I still kind of am in ways but like 
to my detriment very bad where mm. like you know, I was living that Hannah Montana life where I was like a little bit different with you and then him catering to like the needs of my whoever was in front of me. Mm-hmm. And through all this, I realized like I couldn't do that anymore. I also stopped watching TV, listening to music, yeah, watching movies, etc. And remove that influence. That was a really big help too. The TV did, um, was how it's i mean i agree i don't watch tv either but harmful how like how is it well it's in addition to like uh, lulling you into a theta brainwave state while it suggests things i mean literally there's backward words flashing on the screen so it's hypnotizing it's hypnotizing you it's it's putting you under mind control as well as it's just making you believe like you know this is what a beautiful person looks like this is what a good person acts like a martyr yeah and that's not true you know you can't define what beauty is because it's different for everyone and like you can't really say that somebody who forgoes all their own wants needs and desires is a good person that's just a martyr like if you are a good person you just do the right thing at all times you live by a code of honesty and and being good yeah. you know do you think the bible is allegorical for that like just being a being good and and having more light in your life and in the world than darkness i think yeah i think also like the bible is god's living word kind of like because there's something called a rima r-h-e-m-a and it's like you pray and ask god a question then you randomly open the bible and uh let your eyes be drawn to wherever they go and I find that like I've been shocked by like what I open up to, but it's like it's God's living word because even all these, you know, hundreds of thousands of years later, it will still apply to whatever you're going through right now. So people did this thousand years ago as well when they were in a crisis situation. I wouldn't, I I don't know, but I would imagine like. And um, in the, in the, on your rules album. Mm hmm. Uh, you <clears throat> quote Revelation, is it 319? Oh, yeah. Is that something that you did for that purpose? Well, my uh, ex-boyfriend, Robert, a.k.a. Cadillac Ron, he had a song called oh. 319. And then, but it's kind of a double entendre because there's Revelations 319. $3.19 is how much a bag of hypodermic needles costs okay. at Walgreens. But then he looked up Revelation 3.19, and it was like the perfect Bible verse. Like those, he says, like those who God loves, he like, you know, s- gives them the smack down. And so God really loves, loved Robert <laughs> and myself because, yeah, those who he loves, he's going to rebuke and, and cause to have trials and great tribulations upon them because that is the way that God pulls us close to him again so 319 had many meetings yeah not just the but the bible verse fit into them fit in perfect yeah so then i took that from robert's thing and then i was saying like revelations like coming to realize things and then revelations 319 so it was kind of a, a wow. dual thing for me yeah that must, were you kind of blown away when you read it and all the pieces fell together? Yeah, I always am. And my songs are always like that. They're like these like bits of 
like information that I don't fully comprehend. Like the second Giant Drag album I made, Waking Up is Hard to Do, I made seven years before I had a spiritual awakening. And none of it, I mean, it made sense at the time, I guess, but it really made sense when I finally put it out seven years later. Uh, Garbage Heart is one of my favorite songs. Oh, thank you. Um, I'm curious, the vocal melody, is that a play on uh, Can't Take My Eyes? It does sound like that. It wasn't on purpose, that's for sure. Frankie Valley, right? But yeah. yeah. I wasn't doing that consciously. I feel like there's a time, like a little over a decade ago, where it's like we ran out of melodies. When I started hearing music on the radio or whatever, I could tell like, one to three other songs that sound exactly like that. Yeah, know? yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously way different. I just, my brain somehow connected it to that song. Oh, no, it totally sounds, the melody, I didn't realize it, you know, at first. Still got your trash in yeah, my car. Yeah, it's totally the same. Um, when did you start Band Car? And how did Band Car start? Band Car started as an idea I had in like 1998 or 99 <laughs> when I was in high school. Yeah. And did you do that in 1998? No, I wanted to. And okay. it was just like completely out of my realm of possibilities as a kid in like Orange County. And then, uh, you know, cut to 2011, my best friend at the time, Monica, she's like very smart. She's like daughter of an engineer and she, I mean, she was really my mentor in, like, starting to activate my logical mind, which I don't feel like a lot of people use common sense or logic these days, mm. and I certainly didn't. And so she was like, here, here's an auxiliary cord. Like, plug it into this thing in the stereo hole and plug it in to So you're recording from the car? Actually from the car? Yeah. It's Periscope's number one live improvised music show broadcast from a moving vehicle. Yes. And then the fans write in words for me to incorporate into songs so they can know that this is all happening real time. And yeah, I've been doing it, I guess, for what, seven years? And um, so your, your ability to not only freestyle, learn, get, get fed words uh-huh. from your viewers yeah. and drive a vehicle... <laughs> And make the beat or play the keyboard. And so what is that? A drum machine that you're... What is the drum I machine have, that you're using? I have a older iPhone and I'm using the Launchpad app, which is really a great one. Because you could do fills and it seems yeah, like you, you could do a bunch do, of like, stuff. Yeah, you can do like stutters. But then sometimes I want to go like old school and I use a little keyboard that's like pretty small. I used, I used to do guitar on it though, which was... Why are you driving? Do you wear I a seatbelt? Yes. Okay, good. And I've never been in one accident, except okay. for once I backed slightly into someone in a parking lot on a band car, but they drove away. So they 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 sped off. Yeah. And, I hit yeah. them, they run. <laughs> like that Tupac song. <laughs> um, well, it's a really creative idea. And that the microphone, is that's a toy mic. Like I feel yeah. like I had one of those microphones when I was younger. Yeah, it's but just it picks like, up the reverb. You it's just, just it's got a spring inside of a plastic yeah. shell and it creates natural reverb. Yeah. I got it at the dollar store a while back. Um, have you ever thought of doing just like a straight hip hop album? I or don't not? feel like as a white person, I should really do that. I don't know why. I just feel like a poser. Like, cause I'm not, I don't know. Hip hop is like, not 
where I got my roots or anything. Yeah. Did you like hip hop growing up? I did. I and I've always uh, loved Tupac. When I was in high school, I was like, I'm going to be like Tupac when I grow up. I'm going to talk so much shit that somebody <laughs> kills me. And I, uh, I'm still on that trajectory, oh, unfortunately. Wow. I should knock it off. But like, I just tell the truth and it yeah. infuriates people. Living in this day and age, like, whew, it's social justice warrior hell out there. Yeah. But it's better to speak what's on your mind than suppress things. Yeah, even though they'll call common sense and logic hate speech these days. Like, you're a xenophobe. Like, you're a racist. Yeah. And it's like, no, I'm really not, actually. Like, I have all kinds and all colors of people come through here and stay at my house. I I used to do Airbnb up until very recently. Mm -hmm. And I just, I'm like, I'm over it. I don't want to do it anymore. But I've been doing it for years. And like, you know... I think people are fucking up because people's words aren't the indicator of what kind of a person someone is. Yeah. People's actions are. Definitely. I think that shit gets blown out of proportion a lot. Fucking fully. And it's like always white people that have been to college that are getting upset over a hypothetical gay or black or or Syrian refugee person that they don't even actually know in real life. Yeah. But I think somehow it makes them feel better about themselves. Like they're making the world a better place by creating. Yeah. They're actually ruining the entire world and and putting an end to free speech. But that's okay. You know, whatever you guys need to believe. Um, So you're going to be performing Mm -hmm. at the Redwood Bar. March 15th. And March 22nd. And 22nd. March 15th with Jessica Von Rabbit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Poppy Jean Crawford. Yeah, she's great. And DJ Knights in Retrograde. Oh, yeah, that's my friend Dexy Valentine from Magic Wands. Cool. should be fun. And then the 22nd is going to be the Full Psycho Records relaunch party. And for some reason, I've been moved to restart my record label. Yeah. What well, was this kind of the catalyst for that? I have no idea. Like, I just get these, like, ideas, and I can tell, like, they're not mine because it's not even something I want to do. I hate doing a record label. Is it, what, what's, a, what's a drag about the... Everything. everything. I'm just, like, I'm the creative. I'm not meant to send out shipments. I'm not meant to be organized. I'm not meant to be responsible. Mm-hmm. I should have a babysitter at all times. So what was the, the, what was the, the push to get it going again? fucking good question i think i was just my friend colin ryan who does this band hallow gallows Mm -hmm. he's like this amazing songwriter and the first songwriter i've been like thoroughly excited about hearing although there's a lot of like talented people around me at this time which is also cool because i haven't felt this way since like 2003 but um i was just trying to book a show so his band could play because he asked me to and then i was like well might as well bring back the old Full Psycho Records and then kind of put feelers out there to see if somebody would help me by um, label managing. And I think I have someone who's going to do that. And like Full Psycho Records is kind of like an open to the public or to at least the people around me type thing. Like anybody who wants to be a part of it can kind of come in and sort of carve out their own space. Because Full Cycle was record label, craft company, and like a records, crafts, lifestyle. And you do a TV show. I was doing a lot of internet TV shows, which mm. I kind of ceased doing. But 
Yeah, I mean, I definitely had uh, aspirations, and I was definitely more than a little out of touch with what the world had become since I had checked out of it for a second. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I mean, offense, being offensive used to be funny. I don't know if you know probably Sarah Silverman, the comedian. Sure. I used to see her doing stand-up back in the day, and she was so offensive, and I thought she was so great. Everyone said that she reminded them of me. And like, cause she would just say the most fucked up rape jokes. Like she would use the N word. Like she was fully offensive. And now she's a social justice warrior, feminist yeah. or something. What happened? Yeah. I tell this story a lot on the show because I think it relates though. I interviewed Gilbert Godfrey once oh, and really? he got in big trouble after 9-11 for, he made a joke about, uh, it was like kind of soon after 9-11 about mm -hmm. the, you had to catch a plane, but the next stop was like the Empire State Building oh. or something. <laughs> and he soon. lost like his Aflac job and he got into deep shit. But I talked to him many years after that and he was saying, uh, you know, like when you go to a comedy show, it should be dangerous. Like it should be spontaneous. Yeah. Like it's comedy. It's a performance. Yeah. Like you don't advertise a comedy show by saying like our roller coaster is the safest roller coaster and yeah. it goes very slow and you wear a seatbelt. Like you're going to be in for a ride when you go to a comedy show. And I exactly. agreed with what he was saying. Yeah. Totally. And even that one guy from Seinfeld who was being all racist and shit, yeah. that was over the line, yeah. granted. But like. That didn't seem like a routine, though. He just seemed like he flipped his shit. Yeah, like it seemed like he was out. flipping out on a black yeah, yeah, person. Yeah. But like, you know, j just a few lines before that one that he crossed, like, you should be able to say anything. Yeah. Like, don't attack some specific person, but like. You know, words, as my dad always tells me, words mean nothing. Yeah, yeah. Actions mean everything. And, like, if anybody, like, the past two weeks, I actually have had, you know, AA gets a little bit, like, high schoolish, especially if you're, like, dating someone else in the program. Okay. And there's been, like, some drama, and all these people wanted to get involved in the drama aspect, but none of them in the truth-seeking aspect yeah, of yeah. things. And it just really was like, wow, it showed me like a, a, a microcosm of like what's going on in the world today. Yeah, yeah. It's like people like the drama. They like the offense. They like to be upset because I think that people aren't able to connect with other people and having a fight is like the closest thing to human intimacy that people can get. Is that because of like social media and shit? Like they're not yeah. communicating for face to face? Or? Yeah, and everybody's just becoming so much more and more afraid to just embody their authentic selves mm. because now it's hate speech for some people to be their authentic selves. Now it's offensive like to have any like out of the ordinary beliefs and you know everybody just wants to be cool so people just kind of shut up and keep their thoughts to themselves because yeah. they don't want to be ostracized or exactly. made fun of or yeah it's like did you see that show black mirror yeah i've seen some episodes i've seen one episode of it <clears throat> where there's like a rating system oh everyone gets likes yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i saw that so your whole social status is based uh -huh. on how many likes you have and and that's all about how well you interact with people and that's real i found the real website i mean granted i think it's a website designed to get people's uh like court records police records and all this yeah but it's called mylife.com i've heard of that go on there you search and like luckily i've got a good score i'm 4.1 <laughs> but it's legit because like my sister's on there she's got a 1.8 oh shit yeah that's she, not good and it's like 
this can't be a good thing that we're headed towards. That's fucked up, though. I know of the site because, like, if you Google someone, sometimes that site will come up. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know that you got a rating score based on how good of a person you are in society. Yeah, that's and, scary. And it has you like rate that person, and you do it totally anonymously, and then you rate them on a personal relationship and a professional level. And there's like keywords that you can highlight, like honorable, like responsible and all this crap and like so if but that i don't understand how that's going to work because if someone wants to they can destroy you yeah just going on there again and again right just fucking up your score yeah so i don't know yeah hopefully that no one's ever going to really pay attention to that i don't know if i, people hope, I shouldn't do. even be talking about it then <laughs> my score is going to drop down oh, to 0.8 i'm going to get shut out of society let's hope that doesn't happen yeah but i think you'll be okay um when you perform at the redwood bar so you're doing an acoustic set no i'm actually doing a new uh thing live where i have one of these weird keyboards that most sane musicians would not even bring onto a stage because they're like keyboards for people to learn on at home so it's like is that like a casio like old casio that that one's a casio that one's a yamaha Uh and they play these like accompaniment beats and so i've got like ode to joy or something no like uh like just like drum beats by themselves you can do and uh different stylings and i've gone through all the different stylings with all my different songs and found the matching ones and then sometimes you can hit or sometimes i will hit the keys and then i'll play full backing track of accompaniment so i can solo and it's a lot of work and it's pretty hard but it seems easier than putting together a band where people won't get possessed by demons right before the inopportune moments where i need them to not be possessed by demons. yeah it's never good when someone gets possessed by a demon and it's happening a lot more and more these days people don't believe in demons and i know it sounds crazy but like demons are fucking real like possessed like possessed or oppressed or just influenced like anybody who does drugs or drinks like they call alcohol spirits for good reason doing drugs drinking opens your spiritual door so that something else can walk in and kind of take over depending on how you live. So you're more vulnerable to demons if you Mm -hmm. partake in drugs and alcohol. alcohol. But even just having sin that you're living in, sin so little as unforgiveness will leave you open to spiritual attack. And all these narcissists, this narcissism pandemic that's going around, that is demonic in origin. It's hard to forgive sometimes for some people for some wrongs. Right. Is there a way? Do you meditate? Do you do anything like that? Do you pray? How do you get more towards forgiveness? I, it, when it's really hard for me, like my next door neighbors who are kind of like the most terrible people I've ever met uh, to my left, uh, they are these like just cruel and grotesque Armenian people and I don't know what it is. Some Armenian people are very mean. They put the mean in Armenian, if you know what I mean. And they told me and Robert right after our baby died that we killed our son. And I was like so incensed that they had said that. I just like paced the wall outside all day, like plotting revenge. Robert had a great idea that he would take a bunch of constipation medicine and then get them to invite us in to their house for tea and then just uh planted and just start projectile diarrheaing all over oh. their walls oh even better 
and saying, I don't know what's happening. (laughs) What a fucked up thing to say to someone. Yeah. And then we realized that they were the ones who called Child Protective Services on us and made false claims against us. And like, um, you know, that's when I came to realize like people accuse you of what they're doing. You know, people can't see outside the filter of themselves. And so it was crazy to me that these people would say that we killed our son. And then I was like, whoa, their truth is in that statement because they called and they made fake charges against us. The only thing that they know what causes like SIDS and stuff like that is an extreme drop in vitamin C. And nothing makes you just leach vitamin C out of your system like stress. And what could be more stressful than having the world's biggest legal like uh agency that will come and kidnap your child and do terrible have terrible things happen to it like what could be more stressful than that and so but i believe sids also is demonic in nature i mean what all this shit that happened with my son and robert dying there was that that was how i came to believe and like really become um a christian whether i wanted it or not once you see like the reality that like devil's real, angel's real, demon's real, all this is real, so Jesus must be real. Kind of got to pick a side, you know. Um, I I'm so sorry. I it's unfathomable for me to even begin to comprehend yeah. uh, what you must have gone through and are going through, and um, it, uh, it's a terrible tragedy and loss. Um, when when th- those uh, things happened, I mean, and you started playing music again, mm-hmm. and you started writing rules, because mm-hmm. like Train on yeah. Rules is a song like, when I first heard it, and I knew your story a little bit, I was kind of numb like hearing that song because mm-hmm. it was so powerful. Um, when you started writing that music, I mean, was that helpful to you in some way? Oh, yeah. Was it? I mean, uh, that's why I ever started writing music in the first place. It's just like... Sometimes the pain inside you can be so overwhelming that it's like, you know, just like floors you almost. And at the same time, nothing feels better than taking that pain and transmuting it into a song, which then turns something negative into a positive thing because it heals me and then it heals everyone who listens to it because yeah. even if it just makes them feel sad and it moves them to f- to be sitting presently in their uh what we deem negative emotions like that's how you heal emotions is you feel them yeah. we spend so long in our lives distracting ourselves or running from these things that we call negative emotions like sadness, vulnerability, grief, regret, you know, when really those aren't inherent to our being feelings that we're just depressed or we just have anxiety. Those are feelings that we're refusing to feel and so they stay stuck inside of us. And I always say feelings are like transient spirits, like they're just like trapped in us, like, and they want to come out. They want to teach us a lesson. And as soon as we sit there and feel them, we give them permission to go and then they get out. Do you write uh, lyrics sometimes or music and it makes sense after the fact of 
Yes. Like it doesn't necessarily have to click instantly. Totally. You get it afterwards. Because I write, the way I write is very much like I do it on Bancar, minus the people feeding me the words. Like I just go in my bathroom for some reason is where I write most of my songs and it comes out and it almost doesn't even sound like words to me when because i write the music and the words at the same time so you're like sitting on the in the tub or on the toilet on the toilet or no on the tub ledge okay because it's the perfect place to set my phone and have it come out with a good mix and my bathroom in general it has a spiritual portal vibe to it where it's like all my best ideas come in the shower or in the bathroom yeah the music just flows easily through in that room and so I just and like, the acoustics with the tiles. That yeah, it sounds very good. Interesting. It sounds best in there. Yeah, because I try to like catch it on my like desktop computer. Like, oh, I feel a song coming through. Nothing ever comes out as well as shit that I record in the bathroom. Um, do you have like your iPhone with you at all time? Like, do you hum melodies? Like, do you like do things come to you weird times, or do you just set aside that time like when you're actually? Writing songs in the in the bathroom. Ironically, you know, much like going to the bathroom, you just feel when you have to do it. Right. And then that's when I go in the bathroom and I sit down and, you know, it comes, it comes out. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's so crazy. disgusting sounding. But, <laughs> but <laughs> you know, I get what you're it's saying. It's just a but song. You yeah, know, you yeah. feel so much relief afterwards and and it's like ah you know i feel so much better i don't have this nagging pain in my bladder that's telling me like uh you know and that's like the pain that's in your heart and stuff it just like comes out um so you feel like a catharsis like when you write something that oh yeah yeah it's like a it's almost like a drug especially if you've done something good the best songs they come out start to finish and like that song mockingbird on rules Mm -hmm. I mean, most every song on Rules, I would say, except for Jade Helm and Blood In, Blood Out, which me and Joe wrote together, all came out in one fell swoop. Because the pain of losing my son cleared out so many. I didn't know I had remaining cobwebs in there to clear out, but apparently I did. Because there's so much, you know, we don't, we can't even comprehend what's in our subconscious mind. I mean, it is literally what we don't know is in there. But it's like uh, really heavily influencing every day of our life and all of our thoughts and actions. But when I was forced, like, because at some points in the day, like most of the day you're in this like trauma vortex, I call it, where like everything felt so magical. For me anyway, this is not everyone's experience with grief, but the universe was like just clearly speaking to me through the bugs, the birds, like such magical, incredible spiritual shit was happening. And that was like 98% of my day. And then I would see something that would trigger the memory that my son had died and it would just floor me. And I would just, I couldn't do anything but sit down and like cry and being that present for like the two to five minutes that I would just have to sit and cry was so cleansing i miss being able to do that so now i'm moving back into that like crying is hard phase that i think a lot of people in the world are stuck in so yeah i mean when you cry you feel like sometimes a weight is always yeah it's like it's just like writing a song like it comes out as tears salt and water are the great like neutralizers that wash everything away and then you feel purified 
That's how I feel anyway. Yeah. Um, so during that time, you were, you were outside a lot in nature, mm-hmm. and that was helpful. Yeah, gardening. And we would garden until like 4 o'clock in the morning. Because like just having, they've done studies that shows if you have arthritis, if you have depression, best thing you can do is go outside and stand on the dirt barefoot. And they call it earthing. And like just like gardening and taking care of plants that take care of us in exchange and eating living foods from your own garden is like so healing and so rewarding. And it's like self-esteem building. It's just like positive all you don't see like gardeners who are walking around like super bummed out and depressed yeah you just don't <laughs> what do you what do you grow um right now i'm growing kale broccoli cabbage artichokes Damn. i have some fruit trees out back got some ground cherries which are a highlight they're like the cherries that grow out of a bush instead of from a tree and a bunch of herbs and flowers and peppers peppers was robert's big thing so i try to keep those going in his honor he would have these little clumps of like pepper land and uh just growing all these like spicy and sweet peppers and so he was a great gardener for sure everything he touched just like blossomed Mm -hmm. me i'm not i've got a a brown thumb not black (laughs) but brown and so i just have to keep at it yeah. And I've realized over the years what does and doesn't work. And it's interesting because they say your garden reflects back to you what your life is. Yeah. And so my garden's biggest downfall is the parasitic life forms that seem to take it over most of the time, which is true of my life, too. Um, but you, you find solace in that and being outside mm-hmm. and working with the dirt. And uh, do you make like a salad? Like, you do make a salad with the stuff that you grow. Like, do you yeah. eat the stuff that you grow? And I do. Sometimes, I don't eat it fast enough. But and I give it to my neighbors. Like, yeah. I like summertime because that's watermelon season. That's a really fun thing to grow. Pumpkins are fun. Yeah, you grow a lot of stuff. Yeah, and it seems like so easy. Now this shit just replants itself. Like I have kohlrabi and uh, purple not broccoli cauliflower yeah, it's yeah. just like repopulating itself all over the yard arugula that i didn't plant i might have a forest of it out back it's pretty cool flax seeds you grow flax seeds yeah i Damn. just i had a bag of shit from trader joe's like ancient greens it's expensive right yeah i just chucked it around the yard and all up popped all this like um ancient greens and it's cool. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also the the wildlife. So you have spirit animals. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you start like you just kind of observe the squirrels and mm-hmm. the hummingbirds, and yes. you're not a fan of spiders. I've I've learned. Not a huge fan. Hate them. Kind <laughs> of used to set them on fire with a torch, but now oh, some Buddhist guy was staying here, and he's like, "Don't do that." And I was yeah. Like, you're right. I won't. But they're brown widows half brown recluse half black widow oh shit that's what we have out here the, which i'm not familiar because upstate new york we have like daddy long legs i'm sure there's big yeah. spiders and shit but i'm like i'm not familiar so those are po- like those will the kind kill you will, right yeah give yeah. you necrosis make your limb rot off or something luckily uh. me nor my pets have never been bitten or anything and they mind their business they post up around the ground area 
But <clears throat> yeah, those uh, spiders apparently are the writer's spirit animal. Oh, and I started seeing them. How do you how do you know what a, your spirit animal is? How do you figure that out? Well, I mean, you're what you're supposed to do is because this is like a Native American thing, right? And they would go out into the wilderness by themselves for like some period of time, and like uh, basically your spirit animal would cross your path, and that's mm-hmm. how you would know. But we have like spirit animal totems, I believe. I mean, I'm just making this up from my intuition of what I've believed for several <laughs> years now. And it's like, you know, seven or so bugs, animals, birds, whatever, that com- comprise your current, like, totem. Mm. Totem, like a totem pole. You know, you got seven chakras, yeah. there's seven musical notes, there's seven prime colors. So naturally, I feel like there should be seven spirit animal essences that all work together because, you know, we're complex, multifaceted people. So mine, my main one, I mean, you just have to tap into your intuition, you know, as a non-Native American person, which I found out from a DNA test. I'm like very minorly Native American. I thought my mom was lying my whole life, but it's true. (laughs) Um, So like... Yeah, you just kind of have to you feel tune into that yeah. intuition, which I there's no book that'll tell you the answer. You kind of there have is to just a quiz online. Oh, okay. You well, that go. must be true. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that thing told me something that I no, actually, it told me the thing I already believed, but I didn't really want to be true that it was like a butterfly or something, and I was like, oh, that sucks. It's, I got the MK Ultra spirit animal. How terrible! <laughs> but so it confirmed your belief. The online, yeah, yeah, quiz. And then life re reconfirmed it, like, but it's okay, because, like, uh, another big one of mine is the hummingbird, the mockingbird, the praying mantis. I just saw a spirit possum last night. A spirit possum? Yeah. Wow. And the night before, because, like, I don't see possums every night, but I've seen them for the past two days, and that spirit animal, I mean, sometimes they're just coming to give you a message also. Yeah, yeah. And that guy's message is... To play dead for now, just like, don't trip, don't make any decisions, just lay there, kind of observe, and don't fuck around, because like, you will get fucked with, or eaten, or something. Do you think that the universe is constantly sending us signals in yeah. the form of wildlife, and, and everything Like else. a bus, a message on a bus, or... A message on a bus, a song that's playing in the background uh, while you're you know, talking to someone, a conversation you're overhearing, just like this select part, like spirit is speaking to us through absolutely everything. And ask any schizophrenic and they'll tell you that that shit will drive you crazy if you don't have some sort of anchor holding you, you know, because I've, I've interacted with a lot of schizophrenics more than I'd like to admit. And um, I've seen very up close the way that they operate, and it's a lot like what I do. They have a lot of the same gifts as me. The difference between me and a skits is that they believe that they're mentally ill, and I believe I'm experiencing, you know, hyperdimensional phenomenon. And mm-hmm. so I am right. Said what? Did you hear that? Yeah. What I, was that? Something your phone's doing. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> something about professionals i heard that that yeah. i've never 
I mean, I've experienced this phenomenon before where oh. Siri will just start listening Maybe and talking. Maybe Siri is giving us a message from the heavens. I wish that it said it on the screen. Maybe, she, what did she say? Leave it to the professionals? Something along those lines. You know, that kind Maybe, of shit is yeah, what yeah. happens to me all the time. And it's yeah. like, could be a coincidence. But I don't believe there's anything such as coincidence in this world. Everything happens for a reason. And everything, you know, you can believe it's coincidence. Or this be like the skits and be like, you know, decoding the universe's messages to decide what actions to take. But yeah. that's not the way you want to do it. Because that's like that an unreliable source. Right. The universe is everything. It's the demons and the angels. And they're getting mixed messages all the time and it'll drive them nuts. But like if you're firmly rooted in something like I have Jesus, whatever, you know, and like that still small voice of God that, you know, you got to do meditation kind of and learn to trust. Yeah. But now I really do trust it because Robert, when he was in his disease and like using drugs and alcohol was a super evil genius. And he made me have to really learn to get in touch with my own truth and the truth because he wasn't telling it, you know, <laughs> mm. and it was actually kind of fun. I became like a spy and put spyware on his phone and and I really came to trust myself to the point where he called me human lie detector because I just, I can feel the truth sits differently in my physical body than somebody lying to me does. And we all feel that, but we just like, sometimes we want to believe the lie. Because it's easier. It's much easier and it's so much easier than calling somebody out. It's yeah. Because it's like, we don't, we don't like conflict. Yeah. But... It's necessary. I I don't mind conflict. I don't like it when it's like, you know, taunting me or hanging super unfairly, which it seems to be quite often for me. Like, people just make shit up. Like, I heard this week that this girl I used to be friends with that I never did nothing to except I said things that she took offense to. The truth. Mm -hmm. Narcissists always take offense to the truth. Mm-hmm. In fact, they're the only people who take offense to something that's true. And man, they don't get over it either because you're fucking with their ego and that ego does not want to hear the truth. It wants to be safe in its little demonic layer of no change, no truth, no upheaval. And so when you cause a little bit of truth-based upheaval, good night, you're going to get it. They, and then they're going to punish you forever for making them do something shitty to you in the first place. So this girl's going around... This is an AA-based thing, telling people that I hate gay people. It's like, why? Why? <laughs> what does that even mean? Yeah. Like, I definitely don't hate gay people. I hate people. I don't hate any people, but I hate when people like, gotta. They don't see what they're doing. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that sounds fucked up and. Like child, like a childish rumor to spread around yeah. for no apparent reason. I mean, she's really young, so she is technically a child. Yeah. And like, I didn't realize like until a couple months in, I looked around. And I was like, Oh my god, all these kids are like in their early twenties. Yeah. I'm 37. Like, yeah. What am I doing here? <laughs> but th there's people of all ages in AA, right? Totally. But yeah. I think just the older people, they've uh, the people my age have started their own families or just like are successful in their fields of creativity or whatever they do. But do people, some people go forever. Oh, some yeah. people like, 
I know a, a person who's gone for like 30 years. Mm-hmm. You never yeah. graduate because yeah. it's just a program of like, you know, helping other people who are like you because, you know, I, I became self-actualized outside of the program and then coming back, I've realized this is a backdoor entryway to becoming self-actualized. So, I'm sorry, self-actualized meaning you realizing you have a problem? No, no, self-actualized is like a psychology thing and it's like, where you come to understand your place in the world, what you're put here for, you have a, this like peak moment of oneness and unity with the entire world. Uh-huh. And you realize that everything in this world is a part of me and I'm a part of everything. And we're all one, you know, we're all just one unit. There's no separation between any of us. So right. something bad, you can't do something bad to someone else that doesn't come back and, and do something bad for you. It's like karma. Yeah. It's yeah. like karma because we're all doing this together and there's no s- true separateness between two, any two people. You know, we don't understand our connection. We have the collective unconscious. Like, yeah. you know, people are starting to awaken. There's a massive worldwide spiritual awakening taking place and people are waking up to the truth of the universe, which is like spiritual in nature and, and that we're all connected. Because have you ever met someone and you like recognize them right away you feel like you've known them before <clears throat> yeah in yeah. a past life or mm-hmm. something another dimension or something yeah exactly yeah i have that a lot and when i came back to aa i was in a bit of a psychosis still not a psychosis but like i was you know everything was open and i was recognizing people that i didn't technically know and i'd be like oh hey and i'd smile and wave at them and they'd look at me like what the fuck this bitch is crazy but now i'm friends with them and now like you know so i was right so you did become friends with them yeah and (laughs) it just like and i didn't do it you know it just happened this is some kind of organic yeah on universal plan unfolding totally it was by accident because i do that when i don't have my glasses on but (laughs) it usually doesn't end that way yeah yeah, I mean, it it wasn't the same day or nothing, but like, yeah, I would find out that they knew Robert yeah. or something because Robert was really big. When he was sober, he was like a big part of the sober community and he helped a lot of people and he knew a lot of people and it was, yeah, and so it's been great like to be able to, like his brother, both his brothers I think are in the program and and a lot of people who were like, Till they die, addicts who couldn't get their shit together for more than a year, mm. like have multiple years now. And it's like, if Robert hadn't died, so many people wouldn't be sober today. So it, I just saw how like everything serves a purpose, you know, everything. God uses all of our suffering. And that's how I'm at peace with like losing him and losing my son because like, I saw right away that God needs this to happen to me, for me, and for the rest of the world. Because I can help a lot of people just by telling my story, talking to them. You know, there was a guy in AA. I unfortunately didn't ever talk to him because I could never find him after the meeting. But he was taking a one-year cake and he said, like, you know, my newborn infant son just died. And I was like, oh, fuck. But I didn't find him, so that's a bad example of a story to tell. But, like, you know, I have friends in my life uh, that I've 
met in the program that have had miscarriages or like stuff that nobody else understands the severity of yeah. a miscarriage is like maybe even worse than what I went through. I'm not even sure. I mean, they're two different brands of horrible, but it's like people don't really give it enough, like how traumatic something like that is. I understand, especially after hearing one of my friend's stories about it. It's like, fuck, that sounds equally as bad as what I went through, you know. But there's something great about undergoing, like, severe traumas. Every time I undergo one, I break away from some aspect of myself that was keeping me back, held back from being, like, my purest, most authentic self-expression. Do you, um, there's a symbolism of the butterfly fall into that? It does, because I yeah. keep going through these, like, chrysalis trauma, like, rebirths. And, like, every time that all my insides get liquefied inside the cocoon, it's, like, it's pretty bad. But, you know, I've learned a lot. I've learned about spiritual warfare. I've learned how to, like, work miracles and it sounds so weird. I never thought I would be this person I am today. Can you explain what you mean by work miracles? Well, I mean, there's a spiritual language that rules the world that you kind of got to know when you want to make shit move. You can alter the fabric of reality just by knowing this uh, information. I'm trying to remember what the Gnostic like information or whatever it's like the truths of our reality that are kept hidden from most people who are just being in front of the TV, believing like, this is reality, you know, there is no matrix, there is no whatever. Uh, the, you know, earth is round. For all I know, the earth is round. I don't know fucking anything about the shape of the earth, and I truly don't care. Yeah. It's flat or round. What does it, what difference does it make? But like, uh, I do know that like things like death, are overcomable like there's a lot of shit that happens like through miracle of prayer through the uh, repentance and casting out of demonic spirits why well, just on Bancar, i used to for like a year straight every time i started Bancar, there would be electronic interference and i learned early on that electronic technology interference demons are real and if you cast those out by name, cast out voice and voice, technology, electronic interference spirits, go to the pit in Jesus' name, say it three times. On the end of the third time, everything writes itself. And I did it hundreds of times in a row. And I'm like, how does anyone who watches every episode of this show not believe in Jesus at this point? Because like yeah. they've seen it just like time number three and everything's fine now. Do you think that good spirits can communicate with you through ways like Mm -hmm. electric or uh, radio waves or maybe guitar feedback or something fully and they do i mean i have a divinely ordered youtube uh suggested search thing you know it's like i almost can't believe like how apropos some like the videos that i get suggested it's like how is the samsung watching me actually the samsung is watching you yeah. definitely get a Vizio TV out there yeah. in podcast land. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, it's just like, whoa, like this couldn't be more perfect. 
and more pertain to like what I'm going through. It's just like I have been led for years now straight to the information that I need to know to help me survive through these situations. Like at first, that narcissistic uh, damaging situation, I didn't know what to call it. It, I called it being a full psycho. That's why my record label is named that. And then like, you know, I think Ariel Pink told me like the word narcissist, which led me on a research thing and like learning all about narcissistic abuse and, and the ins and outs of it really healed so much of me that because I held myself so responsible for things that somebody was telling me was my fault and that I was doing wrong. And then I've really become like a hyper vigilant aware of those red flags Uh, they still creep past and get into my inner circle somehow but like a lot of chaos kings and queens I've I'm now able to keep at arm's length because I see that shit really early on yeah I see the victimhood and the blaming of everyone else and and I'm like "Uh uh-oh we got another narc on our hands over here and those are people that are always going to cause chaos in your life like, they're usually really lovable, but then they've got this indwelling demonic spirit that, mm-hmm. like, comes out at the most important times of your life to ruin everything good, basically. But it's it sounds like the more, the, the further you go along in life and, and things, you know, happen, you, but these are all experiences you're learning from and mm-hmm. gaining information from. And, totally. Um, and that's why God growing. says... You know, in Revelations 3.19, like, those who I love, I do bad things to because I want them to be strong. I want them to be learned. I want them to grow in in knowledge and power. And I was just watching a video last night that said, like, you know, people who run, who do some sort of ministry, which I took broadly so I could include myself in that, and... uh, and I'm sorry, what do, you, what do you mean? I mean, just like, just doing the podcast is kind of like doing my own team oh, ministry, like you know? preaching too. Yeah, preaching the okay. gospel of love and yeah, truth, yeah. Okay. you know? Yeah, got it. And she said, those are the people that get fucked with. If you're really living God's truth and God's will for you, those are the people that are going to get the demonic attacks more frequently, more severely. The people who are doing ministries, like where they're kind of, you know, they're, they appear to be living God's will. But they're just getting a tax, tax exemption or something. Yeah. yeah. They're just being scum buckets, basically. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they're, they're promoting the devil's agenda of making everyone think religion and Christ and stuff sucks. And religion does suck, admittedly. But like, Did you go to church as a kid? No. That's, I think, why I was so able to be open to all this stuff. Were you, was your family religious? Mm-mm. Um, so. But it, it sounds like what you what you um, like what you believe is a form of Christianity. It is, but uh, with other things attached to it. It's kind of like, like your own form of. It's kind of like Rosicrucians, religion. somewhat. Okay. Which you know, I don't identify with any religion. Which I'm not trying to box it in, or I'm oh, just no, trying to understand. Because yeah, it seems if it were important. to be boxed in, yeah, it yeah. would probably be a, along the lines of Rosicrucians, who could be along the line of, you know, satanic. But any religion that's organized i believe is satanic but it's saying you know 
believe in Christ and all his teachings, but also some of the new age crap like astrology, spirit animals and shit like that. Like, you know, and I don't know. I'm not saying I know all the truth. I know Jesus is real. I don't know if some things I do are, you know, a little too new age for Jesus. Like usually I get quite clear signs like, hey, this is wrong. Like I got the very, very clear sign. Hey, you're not allowed to play with tarot cards. Like you can't put down the death card and tower card and not have negative, you know. So tarot cards are are bad. Any For me, they are bad. Yeah, because there's... Ouija boards and all that shit. Ouija boards are terrible. Yeah, yeah. That is never fuck with one of those. Right. And they sell that as a children's toy. Yeah, made by Mattel or whatever. Yeah, not good. That is really something... I mean, look at The Exorcist. That's a true story. Like, right. that kid got possessed from using a Ouija board. A child's toy. I think not. Everything, we make agreements into spiritual packs that we don't even understand. We, we curse people or we bless people with our tongue. So I guess I shouldn't say words mean nothing because words really, the pen is mightier than the sword in this world. But... You know, but it's really sort of the intention, like the yeah. mo- what's in your mind more so than what mm-hmm. comes out of your mouth. Yeah. And even with just our mind, we can create thought forms like, you know, this like uh, consciousness sort of having demon that's created out of emotion and thought. Do you believe in like the secret kind of stuff? I like, believe the secret is witchcraft. The secret is witchcraft. I believe that it's based. OK, so th- they say the devil gives you 99 percent truth. So you believe the one percent lie, which is always that Jesus was not the son of God and didn't yeah. die on the cross. Did you get raised with religion? I was born. Yeah. My mom still goes to church like every Sunday. Catholic? She yeah, we went to a Catholic church. I went to something called CCD, which mm-hmm. I don't even know what the acronym stands for. But once a week after school, we'd go and learn about Catholicism and Jesus right. and like Joe. Yeah, um, and I feel like Catholicism. I don't know what's your relationship with religion and I've kind of studied all like mm-hmm. many, not uh, many or pretty much all the major ones right. and many of the or some of the lesser known ones. Mm-hmm. But you know, I feel. Whenever I have my back against the wall, I feel like Jesus is the first place that I go. Right. Um, but That's how I, you know. It's like yeah. when the shit goes down and you're not thinking. Because in a trauma vortex, there's no lies. There's no deceptions. There's truth only. Because yeah. you're in too much of a, a traumatic state to, to use delusion and stuff like that. And uh, in those moments, you always call out to God or yeah. Jesus. So. That should say something. Definitely. I do. I meditate. I do transcendental, which I never took the class or anything, Mm -hmm. but I just find like with anxiety and depression and stuff that helps me. Yeah. Um, But I'm not like praying or anything. I'm just trying to like let my thoughts kind of go and like kind of calm myself down. Totally. Um, So like, yeah, I, I mean, I've gone to Buddhist temples and meditated there. Like I, I'm kind of open-minded to right. it, but I I feel like I was raised Catholic, and even if I wanted to explore other things, like that's still it's very much embedded into you totally. and your thoughts. And but I, I mean, I have my qualms with it too. There's a lot of guilt associated a with lot. it. I feel like um, it's the biggest deterrent from 
Jesus in the world is is Catholicism. Yeah. Because it is so shame and guilt inducing. And there's, if you, like my mom, if I'm home for Mother's Day, that's what she wants to do. We all, my family, my brother and my sister and her go to church. Right. And um, it's, you could see that it's very much a performance. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of collections. Like last time I went there, like the collection basket went around three times. And, um, you know, I don't know. I, I've kind of become disillusioned with that part of it, but I do feel like, like kind of what you're saying, like you do have a channel to talk to God and mm-hmm. like through prayer and it doesn't necessarily have to be in that building. You don't yeah. necessarily have to give him all your money. And you really don't need the Pope or the fucking priest or preacher or whatever. You don't need him as your direct connection. But yeah. sometimes I just had a, a an apostle, I guess she's called in what may be a cult. I'm not sure. Hmm. Um, come over last week when I was embroiled in drama and she just spoke to me and I thought she was going to come over. We're going to cast out some demons. She just talked to me and she put me in such a place of peace. And like she said, you know, the devil comes to do one thing to us and that steal our peace by putting us in anxious, fearful states. And God didn't give you a spirit of fear, but one of love and trust or whatever the bible verse is i'm Mm -hmm. terrible at memorizing those things but like and i just felt so at peace and i felt at peace ever since she did that yeah and she was saying a prayer with me and i could feel my hands i mean i don't know how this translate into my christianity but before i became a believer i did reiki i did energy healing and i still do it yeah yeah But I do it from like a Jesus place. Like oils and stuff? No, just like energy healing, like like, uh, moving energy through my body and hand. Like I can sense subtle energies with my hands, things I never knew were real or were there. And so I can scan people's bodies. I can feel where there's an energetic disruption and I can pull that out and throw it away. I can heal people's like not me but like i can be a channel to the healing energy so that god can heal people and i could feel my hands like uh i could feel all the energy like swirling around me while she was saying a prayer for me it was crazy um so yeah so when you're free of that stuff you have more energy your mm-hmm. energy's flowing more freely yes. and it all kind of in in your view you could tie all that in and mm-hmm. still be do you consider i mean you don't consider yourself a a Christian, but you believe in, in Jesus. No, I believe myself a Christian just yeah. in the sense of I'm a follower of Christ. I believe right. I, I, I believe in like the kingdom teachings of Jesus. Yeah, and yeah. I believe if Jesus were here today, you know, he was rejected by everyone then, he would be now. And so if you're rejected by everyone and you yeah. believe in Christ and you're a true Christian, congrats. Do you think, yeah, like how he would come back, no one wouldn't even know? Or I mean, how would you. Because people would say, like, you could walk down a street in some city and someone claims to be. Right, totally. But they totally. could be ment- mentally disturbed or they could actually. That's a big delusion amongst the, uh, quote, mentally ill. Well, I mean, they're mentally ill because they believe in the mental illness, I I believe. Um, in other countries, they might be considered, you know, shamans or like, you know, just like people that are channeling divine inf- inspiration and information. But you know, a lot of them fall under the delusion of that they're Jesus. Yeah. So that's what pretty much a shared. Well, demons common. love to impersonate Jesus more than anyone. So I would have to believe that these people are, have some demonic o- oppression or possession going on. 
And that's like the crux of the problem there. Interesting. Yeah, they love to impersonate also your dead loved ones too. Because like if you think about it, this world spins because we're having this battle between dark and light. The darkness, which is almost reigning supreme on this earth, is trying to keep humanity in this constant state of fear, depression, hopelessness. So anytime you feel that way, you feel the fear of anxiety where you're worrying about the future, the, the pangs of regret and grief over the past like that's demonic in origin so that's like the dark side or the devil winning if you let that yeah because that energy that you're feeling is sending that energy to power the throngs of hell and you know conversely there's whenever you're in love in, in the spirit of giving faith whatever you're sending energies up to heaven and when you know there's warring happening up there warring between angels and demons and uh and you can see it actually and this sounds so insane i have my old consciousness that can like hear myself and is going you sound like a fucking psychopath and i know that but like all the truth of this universe is designed to sound so crazy that you dismiss it immediately and you just believe this fucked belief that you get societally programmed with from birth like Life is just this. We're on this rock and then we die. Yeah. Money, sex, food. Why do you think that so many people are just okay with that? Well, I believe there's only really 144,000 living souls on the planet today. Okay, so what are the rest of the people? Uh, empty vessels that can be either inhabited by dark or light spirits. and So they're suggestible, you mean? Sorry? Yeah, I yeah. feel like they're like kind of like soulless beings just kind of floating around getting randomly possessed used as a dark soul but they can also be used as an angelic soul as well how'd you come up with that number 144,000 it's in the bible it says only 144,000 people are getting into heaven but then somebody who I follow on youtube suggested the idea that there's only 144 living souls 144,000 I should say, living souls now on earth. And I'm like, that resonates with me as truth. I think she was also trying to say that a lot of them are RH negative blood types. Another one of my niche conspiracy specialty things. Do you know your blood type? I don't. I want to say I'm like B positive or negative. I don't know. Well, the negative or positive aspect is what I'm looking for. Yeah, I don't know. Only, yeah, I'm not going to go into it. For my podcast, they've heard this so many times, they must be sick of it, but I've never been on your podcast before, so. (laughs) (laughs) What is, yeah, can you explain? RH negatives, they don't know basically where RH negative blood type people originate from. The positive people, which make up 75% of the universe population, Uh they are positive for the rhesus monkey gene. They know that they come from planet Earth because they're related genetically to, they share a genome in common with the rhesus monkey. Okay. RH negative people are negative for the rhesus monkey gene. And we can't, like, if I, I'm rhesus negative yeah. blood type. So if I got pregnant by a, a, a rhesus positive man, my body would reject the baby. And I or the baby would die without uh, receiving this Rogam shot twice, once during pregnancy, once at childbirth. 
That's crazy. I didn't know this. So yeah. this blood is super rare? 15%. And depending on the individual blood letter type, yeah. it's even rare. I have the rarest one of them all. So you have the rarest blood yeah. of the human. And it's believed. Of all humans. Yeah. It's be- 0.6% of humanity has my blood type. So where'd you come from? I think I just came from somewhere else. Yeah. Celest- well, celestial human hybrids of uh, the days of Noah, you know, where. Yeah. Do you believe in like ancient aliens and that stuff or no? That's I don't believe aliens are just demons, you know? You think al- aliens are demons? Yeah, I think they're just demons because how can two people be standing right next to each other and one can visually perceive an alien in the sky and the other can't? But so then where did. The, the origins of your blood come from. I thought that's where you were going with it, that it came from somewhere ser- celestial outside of yeah. what was living on this earth already. Well, it's like, you know, when God flooded the planet, Noah built the ark, cruised off with all the animals. God flooded the planet because of the Nephilim, which were the result of the angels of heaven who, who fell from grace to yeah. come have sex with the women, created this race of evil giants. Do you think that could be allegorical for aliens or no? Mm, like these I, I really things? believe that the aliens are like spiritual beings. Okay. Like so I they're be- not flesh and blood no. type creatures. No, I think they're just demons and they can be flesh and blood. Like I believe that like, you know, the O negative blood type bloodline is like a reptilian alien in origin and i know this sounds so nuts but it's like a spiritual being that is manifest you know breeding its way into humanity and like reptilian is just like you know you, we all have our reptilian brain that's like super survival yeah and like you know robert was o negative actually and i've yeah i mean not to say that o negative people are evil by any means but that's the universal donor and so an O negative can give blood to anyone. And O positive, I think, can receive blood from anyone. And, uh, but RH negative people can only receive it from other RH negatives. If you were to put a regular person's blood into mine, I would die or something terrible would happen. Wow. Where can people go if they want to find this chart or more information about um, this? Because I'm interested in this. I yeah. I mean, my favorite information comes from YouTube videos of the very few amount of people who are on the RH negative tip. And if you approach it with an open mind, you know, and, and you have your sense of truth dialed into where some things will resonate with you, others won't. Because some of these people, they believe in the star seeds thing they believe in the aliens you know i find that everyone who's into the alien shit because they believe some of these aliens are good some are bad i don't really believe that i believe that all you know because some demons seem cool and like they're the ones that the new age people channel and they speak with a funny accent they're they're like these great teachers of the past or of the future or whatever but like those people tend to meet a dark end and i've you know, I've done a lot of research, watched a lot of videos from, watched a lot of uh, testimonies from born-again Christians who were new age, who were yoga teachers. Yoga, as I call it, Satan stretches now. <laughs> so yoga is not I mean, apparently, beneficial? 
I mean, apparently it's bad somehow if you're Christian because each pose or something is sending the energy to some demonic spirit. I don't know. Luckily, I don't do yoga to begin <laughs> okay, with. So, so I have to worry about it. But I just think Satan stretches is hilarious because I still I can laugh at the extreme like insanity of how being Christian just looks to the, the average person today. Yeah. Well, if you take some of it verbatim mm -hmm. and like Jesus walked on water, Jesus rose from the dead. That's why I'm saying, I mean, I he, believe he, Jesus he did rise from the yeah. dead, you know, it's not, me it's not a metaphor for something else. These are things no. that he actually, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's what the new age movement wants you to believe that Jesus was not the son of God, that there was not a divine, you know, like birth to a virgin. And I'm just going to go ahead and believe that. Cause that's like a, you know, to get into heaven, all you got to do is, is like, believe that, you know, that shit was true. And I do believe it. Why yeah. not? Fucking life was crazy before. The ancient, like, Greek mythical times, I don't think those were mythical. Like, yeah. there were half human, half animal, and we're moving into times just like that right now. You know, they're making all these fucked up... By editing genes? Yeah. And, stuff. yeah. and that's exactly what the Nephilim, those human-angel hybrid evil giants did when God fucking said, this is a wash, like, give him, give him the rain and put some shit on an ark, Noah, because this shit's too fucked up, even for me. Yeah. And then the Bible begins with, like, there were giants in the earth in those days, and again, after. Well, there's a lot of evidence that supports there was, like, a, a giant flood that... Fuck, yeah. yeah that, that and that there existed. were giants. They yeah. found their bones, and every time they do, like, uh, they, like, inconspicuously disappear like some museum comes for them and then nobody can find them again who, who benefits from that though like just pushing all that shit under the rug like, well, i mean why? the the devil agenda does because it keeps people in the stasis of like because look we're we are made in god's image as creators god is obviously the ultimate creator who created everything on the earth and so he wants us to be like him and create because demons cannot create they're fucking jealous. They can do anything. They can transcend timelines and stuff in spirit, but they can't write a song. They can't make a novel. They can inspire us to do it, but, you know, they can't do it themselves, so they're jealous. Yeah. And so if the devil can keep all of us too much in fear to be ourselves, to write a song, too ju judgmental of ourselves, to even try to live the dream, he's in. he's controlling it, and he's winning and we're powering hell when we don't live god's will for us so by creating you're spreading god's will and you're spreading yes. the light by by doing things demons cannot do right um and how often do you create i mean do you you're, you're here every day you're in the bathroom every day writing you're no, in the studio i every wish day that i was i'm in the studio every day playing at least and then i you know band car keeps me creating daily. How, yeah you do that every day every day twice a day usually you do band car twice a day yeah because i go to a meeting an aa meeting i do it on the way there and on the way back unless <laughs> i have someone in the car with me but even then like last night i is it gave, exhausting no it's so energizing really mm -hmm. do you have to amp yourself up to do it how do you like if you're mm -hmm. having a day where you're like tired or something how do you like all right i'm gonna get in the car 
I know that I'll feel so much better afterwards. And I don't want to do it most days, but I know that it's not about me. Yeah. Because there's so many people who watch it and they're like, I was having such a bad day and now band car's on. I feel okay. Yeah. Because these people are feeding me words. They're creating with me as long as they participate. Yeah. So that's why it's like a cool show. I don't fucking need to do that for myself or my ego. Like that doesn't make me look good. It makes me look like a fucking psychopath, you know? But I know that the benefit outweighs uh, whatever it's doing to make me look like a, you know, crazy person. It's highly entertaining. And I think if you actually listen to your freestyling, it's really impressive. Even I'm impressed sometimes. I'm like, holy shit, how did did you come up with that? Yeah. Who knows? For so long, for so long. It's a long time to do that. Yeah. I mean,. I just got into the practice of doing it and not quitting. And even like me and Robert, we had such a magical relationship. When we would fight, we would sometimes just battle rap each other. Did like, you? And it would get brutal. I won, he said once. And he was amazing. You yeah, know, he yeah. was the best freestyler I'd ever heard. Ever. Not that I hung out with a lot of freestylers yeah. or anything. But like, he was just so good. Did he you was, collaborate on mm-hmm. things? Yeah, we made some songs that there's like YouTube videos for one called Living Nightmare, which I would always say like because he was always doing bad, bad things like selling drugs and and much worse. And, and every time I'd figure something out, I'd go, oh, Living Nightmare, Living Nightmare. This is a Living Nightmare. And then uh, we made and that became a, a song. song. Yeah. And it was just like so magical. Like I don't know if I'll ever have I hope to have a relationship with anything like that one. But like Robert being around, because they say people who are RH negative are like portals for spiritual energy. And as soon as Robert would come around, like shit got very weird. Shit's weird with me when I come around. So when you get two of us in one place, it was just like, holy fucking shit. Is this real? You know, (laughs) this is insane. Like no one will believe this. But we lived it and we saw so many things and we came to, I mean, he was raised Catholic also. So he had this vast knowledge of Jesus and he taught me so much about that. And, uh, but we really came to believe together and then to get, he used to, when he was sober, he would just go around the neighborhood and like, you know, give people homeless people deliverance he go up he always loved talking to homeless people and he'd be like what are the demons saying today and then they would tell him and he was just so fearless in that way and it's really i've never met anyone like him before since like you know he's got brothers they're not they're not like him you know he was truly a -a one-of-a-kind individual those seem to be the people who always get snatched up and killed that's very true yeah so you know I imagine the devil's coming to collect the whole set at some point. So enjoy me while you've got me, everyone. <laughs> Robert would say that all the time. Wow. And I'd be like, you're not going to die. Don't be ridiculous. Yeah. And then he died. So I don't know. Who knows what will happen. But Do you believe in Revelation? What do you mean? Like the book of Revelation? Oh, yeah. That that's I like believe we're like living in that time Time right period now. now. Yeah. Uh, I spoke to someone who said uh, the Tower of Babel. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're familiar with that yeah. story. That that building that tower is kind of what we're doing now in terms of technology and getting closer to God with. Oh yeah. Edit, um, you know, editing genes mm-hmm. and you know playing God, playing God, right? And then when we get too close, you'll knock it down and start again. Yeah, 
last time was a flood. This time's going to be a fire. So, I mean, I already see shit. And everybody's excuse is like, well, everyone's been saying the world's ending for years now. Yeah, yeah. But it has been ending for years now. You know, we're just not like at the quickening. Like, trust me, I know it gets much worse than this. But like so much biblical prophecy is being played out in the front pages of the news. And it's just like, if you were in a psychosis for a near decade, you would know that today is very different than 2010. It's great. Do you think though, um, there's so much stuff I wanted to talk to you about. I feel like we're (laughs) focusing, but this is great. Um, and an interesting conversation. Do you think like newspapers and stuff like with their headlines? Cause I was a journalist for a long time. Mm -hmm. That's always the rule. If it bleeds, it leads. Right. So if there's a horrific car crash that goes on page one, terrible. it is terrible. That's what sells newspapers. But that's what sells newspapers. If you put a a yard set or like, I don't know, an art, exhibit or something right. on the first on the front page Nobody cares. people are going to go for the paper the other paper i don't right. know why that is i'm not sure what's wired in the human psyche that way or if jur- maybe journalists are responsible well for that the trend. news yeah. companies that run this world know that they're playing on people's fear people see a car crash they're like oh, i gotta hear about it because deep down they're like Every- we're all afraid of death because sure. it's the big unknown thing and so like you know, those little creeper demons and the fucking Rothschilds and all the other Illuminati ass motherfuckers who own these news companies and who all tell the same stories, they know what they're doing. So do you think by reading and digesting that negative news all the time that they're creating more negativity? Yeah, it's called predictive programming. They can make things like 9-11 happen. Like if you notice, 9-11 scenario is in a handful of movies that all came out years before 9-11 happened they put that shit in your subconscious that's why i don't fuck with movies i don't fuck with tv because they predictive program you so your own subconscious is working against your highest good and the highest good of the rest of the world and together with the collective unconscious manifesting these great tragedies and and stuff like that it's creepy yeah, that is creepy. You don't watch movies at all? Mm-mm. No. I don't even, I've never liked movies. So. No. Um, is it just the sitting down for an hour and a half and yeah. focusing on that? That, and I am so starkly aware of the fact, like, this isn't real. Yeah. You know, this isn't real, and I'm missing out on real life while I'm sitting here doing nothing, and my emotions are being played with. My eyes, looking at the screen, don't know, like, my physical body doesn't know that this is not real and this is not happening so it's traumatizing me if i'm watching a horror film or or like violent film and it's just wasting my time if i'm watching like some other thing you know i would rather i i I got to a point where it's like i'm affected by the subtle energies of all music if it has like you know even slightly out there or slightly 666 vibes i feel it and i would rather create then be entertained. Entertainment is mind control. Yeah. Creating fights against that. Like heavy metal? Like what are you, are you referring heavy to Heavy metal? I mean, Justin Bieber. It Justin doesn't matter, you know. He's I, a reptilian? No, he's like, I think probably an MK Ultra mind control victim uh, who's like trapped, in, you know, being a puppet for this, for yeah. the dark side lady. Gaga's very 666. Music industry in general is muy 666. Yeah. And like a lot of time, a lot of things go on on a spiritual level we don't even know, you know? We can be inspired by a demon, inspired by an angel. Yeah, yeah. Play that shit backwards. 
see what it says. Hmm. My shit always says, help me. <laughs> but like other people's shit says like, you know, all the Judas priests and uh, he will give you 666 Led Zeppelin stuff. Like they didn't do that on purpose, but like the spirit realm moves through these people. And a lot of those people actually are RH natives. Every American president has, except for one, have been RH negative. Is that right? Yeah. That's crazy. And they're all related. But they're, and they're all, all related. related to the Queen of England. Okay, I didn't know they're related to the Queen. I did know that they're all the family tree spans yeah. back. Who's the one? Not uh, Trump. King. King. Uh, no, no, no. The one non-RH. <coughs> yeah. I never can remember. Yeah, yeah. Let me look it up. But they're all of the same family origin. They're all and of the King same. George King or, George, yeah. yeah, whoever that guy was. That's fucking crazy. Um, Isn't it? What about do you have you heard of Bohemian Grove? Yeah, of course. Yeah. So what's that's some they worship like owl gods and shit. Yeah. It's like pagan. It's like some pagan ritual shit where all the world leaders go every summer to like discuss like I like what Ronald Reagan said. He's like audio tape talking about it he's like that's the most faggoty ass shit i've yeah. ever witnessed in my life and it's like yeah a lot of this uh, occult illuminati whatever you want to call it stuff is based in the the rape of children the defiling of like like alistair crowley i believe said that the most power you can uh take as a black magic practitioner is to rape a three-year-old white male what the fuck I mean, that's what it's about sex, slaves, sex, trade, Pizzagate shit. It's about like, you know, uh, anal sex. It's a, it's about all the things that the devil's into, buttholes and, and the destruction of innocence. That's fucking nuts. Yeah. So those people will convince you <coughs> like, and I just had this guy that I call 666 Thomas on the show that I met through Joe and he's a, he practices Aleister Crowley's, uh, religion which i forget the name of at this moment but it sounded exactly like everything i believe yeah but then he's got, got all these demons that he, he's like a metal worker and he makes statues of baphomet and i'm like oh it's just an allegory it's just a representation it's not though yeah you know, it is a demon and it is real and he hung out with like l ron hubbard and shit mm -hmm. and they they used to hang out yeah i forget yeah. the name of his um religion too as scientology no 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 oh. uh crowley 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 yeah, <coughs> but yeah, I can't um, remember. Yeah, but and they, they were hung buddies. out with the guy who started NASA. Yeah, J uh, Jim Parsons, Jack Parsons, Jack Parsons. Jack Parsons. Yeah. yeah. If you ever drive up to, uh, like, pass up the two ten freeway, you drive past That's the Jack mean, right? Parsons Institute or whatever the yeah. Rocket Institute place, and I didn't know what it was the first time. I go. Oh my God! What is that place? It feels evil. Yeah, and he's like, "That's the Jack Parsons Institute." And I was like, "Oh shit!" I could feel how evil and like the dev. One of the portals to hell is where all these children go missing. Is supposedly right there. I was like, "Damn, I'm good. I got those subtle energies on lock." You know? Yeah. They teach you in our society not to trust yourself, not to trust your intuition. Look to the news. Have them tell you what's real. Yeah. And that's the most bad idea is the bright side to that though like youtube and shit like no one really watches the cable news anymore but like Thank back God. in the day that's all you had was that's the cable you news had. that's why there's the awakening going on because yeah. now people are on youtube even though they're making people disappear off their left and right like you have the chance to see some unfucked with unilluminati like there's so much information now at your disposal and it's like it's a good thing 
Yeah, so another viewpoint is getting out that otherwise mm-hmm. wasn't and, discussed. Yeah, and then like anybody who's like legit and based in truth is going to encourage people to discern the truth for yourself, deprogram your brain, and figure out what is true for you because it sits in your body in a different way. Like I can feel it. I don't know if it's because I'm RH negative and they have yeah. a higher ins- instance of psychicness, higher IQ, lower blood pr- pressure extra vertebrae sometimes like the way a horse and a mule make a donkey i didn't realize there was such drastic differences yeah, people of that so. that blood type and they believe that hitler was trying to kill because a lot of ashkenazi jews are rh negative so that's why he was trying to get rid of the bloodline that's what they say yeah. but it doesn't really make total sense to me because like you know hitler was really into the occult he didn't make a move without his two astrologers like looking at it all up and down first yeah so they were trying to go to antarctica and shit too right to look for yeah. like alien technology or some shit and it's believed that the, some of the nazis did make it there and that you know i think the rest of them because they moved them all over on project P- paperclip they got rid of all those nazi war criminals and they brought a lot of them out here to america to start america to get technology yeah to make orange county yeah, they supposedly <laughs> had, like, fucking UFOs and shit, mm-hmm. supposedly. I believe it, because, like, one of our American presidents, I can't remember which one right now, Roosevelt or something, like, supposedly signed a treaty with the aliens back in the day and said, okay, you can abduct people, but, like, yeah. but then that's like, well, I only believe that the aliens are demons, so I don't know, but there's apparently some black box technology for communicating with the aliens, they say, okay, you can come and abduct people. You got to wipe their mind, make them forget about it. Yeah. What if we're the aliens? I mean, we kind of are aliens. We're on a planet in the, in space. I'm so. definitely an alien for <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm sorry. One last thing. Mm-hmm. So the reptilians. Yeah. Because I find this shit fascinating. Mm-hmm. So they live underground. Do they live underground in like these secret societies underground? I think. Like the royal family are reptilians. Okay. And there's a lot of compilations on YouTube that'll show you people shape-shifting. I right, believe right. it's an indwelling <clears throat> spirit, but it's also something that is inherited through certain bloodlines, which is why they've been trying to meld these highly reptilian <clears throat> bloodlines with the highly angelic bloodlines. Okay. So like you get an O and an AB negative and together like, you know, I don't know. There was this guy, Maxwell Spears, who has a lot of YouTube videos. He got killed last year or the year before. But he says some way out shit. He's an ex-MK Ultra mind control. And, like, he got killed for, like, speaking the truth. Like, and he would always say, you know, yeah, this fucking thing. Try-. And it sound, he sounds so insane that I just know it has to be the truth. Because it also resonates with me. Like, like he said that same thing. Like, they're, they're breeding in these fourth dimensional beings into physical reality and i looked over at robert while we were watching this i was like fuck that's you and me that's crazy and he disappeared he he got killed he got killed died yeah he got killed by by some like very suspicious just like all the holistic doctors like 70 different holistic doctors that have been curing cancer and diabetes and everything else they've all committed suicide despite strangely yeah yeah, Chester Bennington and fucking the guy from Chris Cornell I don't believe they committed suicide I believe they were suicided made to look like suicide because they were Anthony Bourdain 
Yeah, I don't know why with him, but I don't believe he committed suicide either. Yeah. I don't believe in. I don't believe it because like Chester from Lincoln Park and fucking Chris Cornell were like best friends. They had both been like molested, raped, whatever. Yeah, and they were about to expose this whole like PizzaGate, like sex trafficking shit that goes leads straight back to like the Clintons and all these yeah. government officials, and. uh and then, like, fucking Chris commits suicide. Doesn't make sense. And then Chester commits suicide on Chris's birthday. It's yeah. like, and these things always happen at certain times of the year. Right now, we're in the midst of death's, the, like, blood sacrifice season. And so, I just saw two people died yesterday. Guy from The Prodigy. Yeah. And yeah. Luke Perry. Yeah, very Not sad. that I believe that they, Luke Perry was suicided or anything, but, yeah. like. He was supposedly sick, I think. He had a stroke. Yeah. My friend Dusty just had a stroke, too. Oh, I'm sorry. I told Dusty that he killed Luke Perry because Dusty's living still and Luke died. But, you know, I don't think that all these things always happen. Like, oh, there's a hand stabbing these people and making... You know, I think there's a lot of shit that happens on a spiritual level that we can't even comprehend or understand. Um, yeah, that's some heavy stuff. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, what do you, what's next for musically? I feel like we talked a lot about spirituality yeah, and a lot so of important things, mm-hmm. but yeah. Um, next up, I'm going to go into the studio and make a new record. And this one's not going to be depressing. So, I mean, it will be because all my records are somewhat <laughs> depressing at some point, but like, you know, I think in a positive way. But this record, I feel like I'm really at the top of my game. I've written the best songs of my life. I should hope, you know, if I only wrote the best songs in Giant Drag, I'd kill myself and quit music. Not really. I would never kill myself. But, like, <clears throat> I'm just saying, I think I'm really, you know, I've really got the best songs of my career, and I'm ready to... So you're excited to release them? And, yeah. I don't know if, like, if music <coughs> business is a thing anymore. Like, it's more akin to being, like, a homeless person that people really think is cool. At least in pay. Yeah. Because people just steal the music now. Yeah. Got to do some shitty Patreon stuff, which, hey, patreon.com forward slash Annie Hardy. Yeah. You know, this shit sucks, but I do it because what am I going to do? Work at Starbucks? Yeah. I can't do that. Yeah. But you have, uh, so if you you subscribe to your page, you get unreleased demos, Mm -hmm. um, which is cool. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty cool because you can't hear that anywhere. You can't steal it on YouTube. Like you're getting exclusive stuff. Yeah. There's like 28 people only that get to hear these. Yeah. And I've been like slow releasing a uh, demos album with very high quality recordings of, you know, demos. I should put out another one. And I make content just for these people that like literally sometimes only 10 people even watch. But like it seems to make sense to me because I don't want other people to be able to see everything I do. Yeah. People who are my fans, I regard as like close friend type person yeah except the ones that are psycho (laughs) which i have quite a few of those too and like like i said i got a lot of schizo experience both willingly dealing with them and then dealing with like schizophrenic fans and i've always had this premonition that i will one day be murdered by a a crazed fan of mine god forbid that's why i say it out loud to release the energy because if i was holding that in as a secret fear it would be growing in power and next thing you know 
but I just had a near miss this week. Oh, my God. Or a couple of weeks ago, I should say. A skits who was like, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand, you know. Um, I'm married, which makes it only worse that I should have to die. But I'm leaving tomorrow, so see you soon. And I was like, holy shit, is this real? And I yeah. was like, I was actually afraid. I'm never really afraid, but I was stricken afraid. This was in person? This was on the this street? This was over or? D- DM on Instagram. Oh, God. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. It was so scary. So did you report that like to the No, luckily the next day his wife hit me up and she was like, don't worry, like he's in the mental hospital now. He's yeah. not coming for you, but... And then he got out, and then he was back on his, like, Annie Hardy-focused, like, psychosis shit. And then I think he hurt his wife. Now he's in jail. Oh, my God. My life is a real-life horror film at times because the devil's always trying to come collect the whole set because God loves me so much. He tries to kill me with schizos. Well, I mean, someone, though, too, that's a well-known musician i mean people i guess focus on yeah i don't feel like i'm that well known because like i know a lot of pretty well-known musicians and they don't have this kind of stuff happen to them they also aren't teamed up with jesus i feel like that's a a big part of it because this stuff really has only started happening to me in the years since i've become a believer once you start gangbanging for jesus as robert used to call it you know you become embroiled in gang wars because everybody yeah. hates your gang. But it's who you are. I mean, who, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I yeah. people are very, um, they say ridiculous shit online that they would never, yeah. I feel like say to someone's face for or anything. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, it's, it's sad if you're a target for your beliefs because mm-hmm. that in and of itself is hate speech, which like, why yeah. doesn't that shit get taken offline and like yeah. other stuff, like other voices, maybe like more conservative voices or whatever that shit gets pulled off quick. But like people that are actually making like death threats and shit like, Oh yeah. And they, and they're <sighs> like, you know, love Trump's hate. It's like you idiots don't realize what you're doing is the hateful thing. I don't really see a lot of like hateful. I mean, I don't look at the news cause I don't yeah, want to yeah. be depressed and yeah. I don't think a lot of shit is real either. And like, I think everything's like, I think everybody's so anti-Trump that I would be open to the idea that something good's going on over there. Yeah. You know? Like, fuck. But I'm not saying that. I'm, yeah, yeah. I do not believe in politics. I believe yeah. it's all one big world stage that we're meant to get focused on, turn against each other because we're a Democrat, Republican. Yeah. That shit's not real. No. It's and fake. like, they all hang out together and yeah, shit. Yeah, and it's they like, all like yeah. fucking smoke opium together at, yeah. at Osama bin Laden's cave, you know? Like, this is a trick, and if you vote, then you're falling for it, you know? Yeah. Sorry. And then people get so incensed if they hear, you don't vote. No, I don't vote. Are you fucking out of your mind? Yeah. This has been pre-decided for yeah. generations now. Well, that came out a lot in this uh, past election with, like, Bernie Sanders. Like, yeah, he, he had so much support, and then, he, like, the Democrats basically, like, basically fucked them over and totally. then because they want they already had it like set up who they they had in mind to run mm-hmm. yeah but i think <clears throat> i feel like they must have known that like hillary wasn't gonna win maybe they even fall for the whole idea yeah so i don't know how it all exactly works <laughs> i just know it does not work and it's yeah, not yeah. working for me and when we realize that 
they're 1%. We are the 99%. And if we could just like stop being ding dongs and idiots and being like, you're a hate speecher. No, you're hate speeching me, bro. Let's both stop and let's just love each other and let's just like overthrow the government or something. You know, I'm not saying to do that. I'm just saying like, there's power in numbers. What are they going to do? They're using our own people against us as military you know they're making us kill each other it's yeah. so easy because nobody yeah. questions anything they're playing one side against the other that's exactly. the most frustrating thing is like they just bicker with each other and nothing mm-hmm. ever gets done but they're like doing things that don't even behoove themselves like yeah. chemtrails and shit like is and it's because rh negatives run the world rh negative is not always a good thing yeah. you know they do have higher iq and they do have a higher instance of possession and so these are like demon possessed ass motherfuckers doing you know that's why you got to rape a kid to get in that like illuminati area they got to be able to blackmail you making sure everything's all evilsville because the demons the devil runs the world you know god created it and then the devil is like the landlord right now and he's fucking doing us no favors here and like yeah look out now that's fucking crazy. Um, I'm. So, I just have to ask, like, if the, if all the presidents have this blood, and you have this blood, and only it's very rare that anyone has this blood. Does mm-hmm. that mean that you somehow are all related down the line? Yeah. Okay. Like I'm related to. I just did a, a, a ancestry, or whatever. Yeah, I did it through that channel. It's called Helix, but it's through like uh, the fucking whatever that channel is 23 and me i don't know Mm-mm. i've never done it it's like a t- cable tv channel like uh, about the history or something but i did one slightly different from 23 and me and it's called helix and it shows you the different they call them geniuses from history that you're related to and they look through your mother's you know chromosomes and they see how many i don't know how they got the dna from these geniuses or whatever but <laughs> I imagine because, yeah. you know, I'm interested to do it. I don't know my dad's side. Oh, really? So I'm interested to do it to see what what's what's there. Did you n- never know your dad's side, or did he just not take a DNA test? No, I just never knew his like his family or anything or oh, really? any of their background. Yeah, I found it's really shocking. Like I found out I'm quarter Jew. I didn't know that my whole life. Yeah, my dad is half Jew. Yeah. My grandma that lived in this house and raised my dad was a full-blown secret Jew yeah. trying to become famous in a time when it was not yet good to be a Jew. Interesting. Yeah, yeah I've, I reconnected with my grandmother recently. She lives in Chicago, and supposedly her father, she didn't know her father, mm-hmm. but her father was Jewish. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So, it's just so interesting. you're Jewish, too. Partially, yeah. But I never interesting. knew. Interesting. Yeah. Welcome to the I Never Knew I Was a Jew <laughs> Club. Nice to have you. Yeah, thank um, you. So, yeah. That's a crazy, pretty crazy thing to be. Right. Like, as a secret surprise Jew that you well, find out later. Yeah. Like, I'm 35. I had no idea. I yeah. was raised, I told you, Catholic, you know. Mm-hmm. So, it is like a curveball to find out yeah. all those years later. I would say that it sounds like... You have on your father's side of the family an inherited bloodline curse of like the same situation happening, not knowing your father. Pa- parents, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. Because I, I think it's just the cycle of fucked up behavior that just mm-hmm. kind of repeats. Which is inherited through yeah. like your DNA and yeah. your genes and stuff. Okay, so here is my ma- my genius matches. Oh, wow. 120,000 to 65,000 years ago, zero matches. Same for 
45,000. I don't even know. I thought the Earth was only around for like not that long, but... It's crazy some of the shit that they're finding that's proving like the civilizations were way older than they thought they were. Yeah, I'm sure. Everything else is a lie. So why? Yeah. We're, what's new? So so who who's on your chart? So I've got the um, I've got very very little. Hey, give me the breakdown, you ding dongs. Mm-hmm. I've got point one percent only of um, you know, uh, haplo group A or whatever of being like a. A nom- what is it called? It's not saying it right there. You know, somebody who's like a caveman type person, okay. H3H. My maternal haplogroup is shared by point 0.1% of all participants in the pro- project. Oh, so not a lot of people are related to me, I guess. Sucks. Uh, or what, is cool. what is a haplogroup? It's like uh, the... Like your main core like ancestors? Yeah, like if you trace them all back, I think, to one place. Why is it not telling me my geniuses? But I remember one of them's Petrarch, who is like an Italian fucking genius, philosopher, genius, I guess. Uh, I've got, you know, the bitch who said, like, let them eat cake <laughs> and her mom. It's like, obviously <laughs> her mom. Right. And then I've got um, Honest Abe, also Abraham Lincoln, who, wow. yeah, who um, my black friend told me, you know, he's black. And and her and I had come up with this, or she was like, I think you're black, Annie. And I was like, I feel like I'm black. Yeah, yeah. But now I figure out what that could be. I think black people are the closest to God. That's why they've been oppressed and enslaved their whole life. And I think RH negatives are maybe the second closest. And so that's why it feels a lot like just being black. So there's no um, African in your chart does it tell you like broken out by countries it does like Like it says northwestern europe 54 Uh percent jewish diaspora 23 eastern europe 14 west mediterranean six and italy two percent wow what did growing up what did you think that you were irish and german wow so you are a quarter according to that right like approximately but like i'm like i'm like half northwestern european 54 percent and then 14 percent the eastern europe i think is like russians and shit like yeah yeah and then i'm 23 like i'm almost a full quarter jew and i've got i mean it makes sense because like no wonder i have to wax as often as i do (laughs) and it's like an irish person would not have to do that this my dad's side is like got dark almost black hair, so it makes more sense. And then yeah. I'm related to Benjamin Franklin apparently, <laughs> and Jesse James. No shit. And like, uh, yeah, like all these crazy people. Um, those are some cool ancestors to have. Yeah, I think so. And I really relate to Honest Abe. You know, I feel like that makes sense to me. Uh, Honest Annie, Honest Abe. Yeah. Jesse James, I don't know much about. <laughs> so you feel like. The connection like yeah. when you heard it you're like oh that kind of makes sense i feel totally yeah, makes yeah. sense to me oh i was clicking on the wrong thing that's why it wouldn't show me so yeah a, a lot of sections i didn't get matches but i got marie antoinette and her mom i don't queen victoria as no, i told you the head of the reptilians <laughs> so just like me and robert robert was O negative the reptilian yeah. bloodline i may be negative the uh like <sighs> this sounds so narcissistic but like the every time there's been a Catholic miracle, some statue cries blood, or they test the b- DNA on the Shroud of Turin or whatever, the the results come back as AB negative. So this is believed, 
And some people believe, like the Dan Brown book, Holy Blood, Holy Grail, that Jesus was married to Mary Magdalene. Right. They had a kid. Many people believe that, yeah. I believe it too. A professor told me when I went to college that if Jesus wasn't married in his time, it would have been as controversial as if he was gay today. Exactly, because he was a uh, Jewish rabbi. You had to be married back then. Right. So him and Mary were married and... Uh, they had their kid, and she ran off after Jesus's death and stuff. And so that's where we get the Christos bloodline, the Merovingian bloodline. And so AB though is not closest to God though, even though the statues are bleeding. AB. No, AB is that's the Jesus Christ bloodline. Oh, that's believed. And then the the O negatives would be the reptilian bloodline, oh. you know, straight from the Queen and and all her, uh, you know, Egyptian whatever people and so just like robert was o negative and i'm a b negative my mom's o negative and my dad's a b negative mm. my mom's clearly the reptilian my dad's clearly the angel in the family so like whatever maxwell spears was talking about i believe his ass because everywhere you look you see someone really good someone like yikes someone yeah. dual-minded at, at least and it, it all stems from their blood you, you believe, yeah. Everything's, it's all yeah. from the, everything's in the blood, all the information. Do you think you could change, though? Can you break out of that? Can you change out of that? Like you're saying, like you're talking about butterflies, mm-hmm. and um, but also like your genes in, in, in itself, like, you know, your makeup, yeah. it changes every 10 years, seven years or whatever. Right. You Every seven years, you're cellularly totally a different person. Yeah. I do believe, I thought my whole life I was O negative, and then I only found out when I was pregnant that I was AB. Okay. And my whole life, I was kind of more like, you know, of the reptilian mind. But by the time I was pregnant, I had had my my uh, spiritual awakening. And I've looked on the Internet. I've seen this happen to other people. I've yeah, never yeah. seen someone turn from like RH positive to negative. But within the RH negative spectrum, like change blood type letters. So I don't know. So you think your blood changed? But, you know, I had never had it confirmed but i donated blood and shit yeah. under the guise of i'm o negative you you're o yeah negative. my yeah, whole yeah. life but does it say on a birth certificate or anything it does not it there is not. like a conspiracy to keep us all from knowing our blood types because nobody knows this i have no idea my grandmother when i i spent a lot of time at their house growing up that she had uh everyone's blood type on the refrigerator mm-hmm. um but do you remember were those mostly positive or negative my grandfather was very rare. He had like one of the rarest, and I think it was like B something. B negative. Yeah, which is rare, right? Very rare. Yeah, I think he had that. So, okay. Because I know that he couldn't really like give blood, like his or his blood, everyone wanted, I should say, I yeah, think, yeah. because it was so rare. Right. I'm so that's an RH negative yeah. person. So you're of the, you're of the uh, celestial human hybrid bloodline then which makes sense if you find out you're part jew yeah yeah you know just like me so but can that change though like when you have two people of different bloods and they have a child that child has if you're okay say your dad's rh negative yeah he's a celestial hyperdimensional and the mom is an earth rh positive the rh negatives can put jizz in whomever they want right and most of the time, as soon as that RH negative jizz hits a RH positive vag, it's going to be RH positive. So the the, the uh, positive turns a negative positive? Yes. Okay. 
But if you have two negatives, it'll always be negative. Two positives, it'll always be positive. When it gets tricky is when you have a female RH negative and an RH positive male. Because God made it so the angels could get humans pregnant, but he did not want a human getting an angel pregnant. Right. So, like, so that's a self-destruct button. Yeah. But Shit. And then it's, like, 50-50. Like, this spiritual teacher, Teal Swan, that I really uh, have been watching for a long time, her mom's RH negative, her dad's RH positive, and it caused a reaction in her nervous system while her mom was pregnant. And it made it so that she's born a super sensitive person. She's basically on a permanent ayahuasca trip, and she can see timelines, she can see aura colors, she can see all this information that we shouldn't be able to see unless so psychics we're in spirit. generally or people that are genuinely have that extra uh, sense mm -hmm. have this combination of, of blood generally i mean i don't know i i would imagine that it's kind of like common like because it just boom burn actually it's not about the blood in those cases that was, that's a gift from god yeah. and even though a lot of times it's being used kind of for the 666 purposes like psychic mediumship you don't know if it's a demon talking or what but even though it's uh you know co-opted by the devil it's a gift from god and god doesn't take back his gifts crazy totally crazy. yeah yeah um but enlightening because i didn't know this stuff so very yeah. cool um and is there anything you wanted to talk about that we didn't talk about i feel like we've talked about a lot of stuff and uh you know I, I feel bad that we seem to talk about my stuff so much no. i wanted to talk to you about no, some stuff Maybe we'll but do uh, part two or something. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that would yeah. be cool. Um, yeah. I mean, I can't even think. But you have the shows coming up. Shows coming up. Band uh, car on Periscope. Band car. Patreon.com forward slash Annie Hardy. Full Psycho. Full Psycho Records. And um, you, did doing the, you did like a cooking kind of show. Like you oh, made yeah. bone marrow soup. Yeah, I just make tutorials. That's, yeah. Those are videos that I put out through my Patreon. Okay, cool. And uh, you get early access to all that who knows what i'll do next you know maybe i'll just uh i have no idea i never know until i'm struck with the spirit to do something insane next <laughs> and it should be fun but i look forward to hearing the new music yeah. when it comes out yeah Thank that's you. gonna be awesome and um this was a blast i had such yeah, a great time too. talking Thank to you, you yeah. so much oh and so everybody should listen to your podcast if uh, they're listening through mine please the futuristic podcast. podcast the marker like the name um is the the future the the, the futuristic sounds of sun ra was an album oh, yeah right. so i took that we were called the trans the hudson valley transmitter for a long time mm -hmm. but that's in new york and no one really knows where the fuck the hudson right. valley is here so we changed it but uh, so we we're like rebranding and shit but that's good. Yeah. New coast, new brand. Yeah, 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 definitely. I hope everything works out with your move here from the East Coast. Thank you, thank you. I think you. you're going to really hate the summertime weather, <laughs> but, you know, how hot does it get in New uh, York? You know, it gets, like, close to 100, but oh, it's humid good. as it fuck. It gets 111 out here. Yeah, so. yeah. So that I'm not prepared for, but the humidity is less, right? Like, that's what they say. Because yeah. the humidity sucks in New York. It's like super... Yeah, it's not that it's bad. It's like you're walking underwater or something. Totally not yeah. that bad. I, and I have a pool out back, so... Oh, sweet. I have a lot of summertime parties, and uh, hopefully you have air conditioning in your place. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's what really matters. That's why yeah. I moved to the valley, even though it's like 10 degrees hotter than... Yeah. Than I used to live in, like, East Hollywood, where yeah, you're living. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, there's no air conditioner here. I'm that's miserable. I'm going yeah. to die. So I moved out here, and 
But yeah, this is awesome. Totally. Uh, thanks. Yeah, this is great. Thank you so much. So, uh, is there anything else you want to talk about? We're all like, I'm all yeah, set. Yeah, 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 that was a whole good. lot of talking. Totally yeah, felt yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. Thank cool. you for uh, doing this podcast exchange. No, thank you. This was this was my pleasure. It was awesome. Let's do it all again right. sometime. Definitely cool. All right, and go out there in the world, everyone. Spread love and not your butt cheeks. See you next time. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of your catchphrase. That is my catchphrase. I like it. Thank oh. you.